I remember that feeling of questioning, oh shit, if I like girl-on-girl porn more than I like heterosexual porn, does that mean I'm a lesbian? I loved when mommy came in and she was like, um, I need to take V with me because we're going to have a day orgy. She's going to have to reply to your message later. <laughs> and then click, just stop the market. I didn't think you were going to be right there because, well, or maybe you weren't experiencing much FOMO and you were okay with looking at the Marco right, right as it came in. What yeah, that's true. That? Well, no, I guess I was like uh, experiencing, like I was available and I was like, <gasps> V's marking me from the trip. So I wanted to watch it more because of the FOMO. Like I felt included and thought of, and I wanted to see what was going on. And that was just enough to be like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I guess we are different in that way. Oh, well, welcome everybody to another episode of Girls Gone Deep. We are talking all things sex, non-monogamy, naughty play parties, all the personal growth and mental health stuff that kind of goes on in between. So I'm Elle. And I'm V. And today we're going to do a deep dive into porn, how we use porn, different controversial topics around it. So I'm excited to dive in. Something that was interesting as I was preparing to do this episode, I was trying to do some research by listening to podcast episodes on porn. And when I searched it, most of the results that I found were about porn addiction and overcoming it. Mm-hmm. And so exactly I'm- Exactly what I came across. Yeah. And so I'm- And, and there's a place for that, obviously. But uh, I am excited to kind of put an episode out there that's just about- you know, how we use it. And, you know, I, I don't identify with having a porn addiction. And I I don't know, this will just be a very different perspective that this is coming from. So the joy of porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, do you watch porn at all ever? Mm, uh, I do I don't typically. I think it's just very random that I will put it on with Jay. Like maybe if we're, you know, not necessarily like super horny, but we do want to get it in because we won't see each other for another couple of days or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. We're like, let's put on some porn and help us get in the mood. And I will say for me, more than the visuals, it's the sounds that do it for me. Mm. So if I'm if I'm watching, I'll be like, okay, like I'll I'll give that a go and I'll start like stroking him or something. And then just like hearing the moaning and the slapping, like that hard, you know, in the background. Right. That's mm-hmm. so hot to me. So that turns me on. What about so you? I'm the opposite in that why I watch porn. So I watch it more for the visuals Mm. and I much prefer muting it and putting music on over it. And I can just see it and put my own sounds to them. Cause I often find that, you know, when some of the porn stars are act, they're acting. Mm. So you can just almost hear a little bit of inauthenticity in Mm. the play and the, and the, and what's happening that that turns me off. Like I much prefer real honest, Well, I think that that depends on what porn you're watching, right? Because I think what I seek out is more 
like home video stuff mm-hmm. because I know, you know, there's there's just so much out there now. And I'm I barely know what's out there because I just I know Pornhub, type in, you know, stepbrother, stepsister porn, or like uh schoolgirl <laughs> or spanking porn. And then I'll find stuff that looks more homemade rather than you know, overly produced, let's say, because I agree with you. I I don't think mm-hmm. that seems very authentic and it's very, yeah, like, oh, daddy. However, oh, daddy can be done yeah. very authentically, um, as I learned this weekend. And it was a huge turn on. <laughs> there was a couple that we were with that they have yeah. that dynamic. And we talked about like what a daddy is and it's just like a caretaker and i was like uh yes i i jay is my daddy you know i don't know that i'll fully lean into that yeah but yeah <laughs> it's okay yeah. baby oh, yeah you know it's so sexy so <laughs> Uh, so you got to see live action uh, daddy daughter stuff i don't know that she necessarily like leans into I didn't observe it really intensely. I just know that they have a dynamic of, and there's a nickname of daddy and it is used sexually. So I don't want to speak for them, but I, I don't, I don't know if there's any age play or anything like that involved in it, but I'm curious to know, you guys know who you are. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, we don't do age play with M and I, but I have seen it in action. And oof, when the, di- when the dynamic is there, like it is super hot and attractive. So that's why I never say that I'm not into something because I'm t- until I'm there, I think it's all set setting and people that really mm. can can change things. And I don't know, I'm open to anything. So you say you search for specific porn. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So sometimes I'll have, when I do watch porn, it's few and far between. It's not something that I go to all the time. But like you, if I'm trying to like step into myself, like I'll use it as a tool, like, wow, I haven't masturbated in a while. Let me go connect with myself. And, but maybe I'm too much in my masculine and in my work mode that I can't step into my feminine, you know, I want to play and get into myself mode. So I'll use some porn to kind of get me there a little quicker. What will you look for? (laughs) Usually it's group sex, actually. So Mm -hmm. threesomes, um, it could be any combination of threesomes. And then I'm also into bi male porn. So group sex with bi men is really fun for me to watch as well lately. So those are the kind of things that I've been gravitating to. Um, And so, yeah, I use it to masturbate. But then I want to tell you about a challenge that I did with myself. Mm -hmm. So... For a while, I was only masturbating watching porn because I was just trying to be quick in and out. So then I said, well, I'm going to start masturbating without porn and just like close my eyes and just let my brain take me to a fantasy. Who do I think about? What comes up? And so a lot of my orgasms when I am watching porn, I find that I will orgasm and then I will then orgasm again and then I orgasm again. So I'll have multiple orgasms. Mm. When I started masturbating by myself with just my fantasies and my own mind, my orgasms were much harder. And so I only needed one and I would put it away and and like be done with it. Harder to achieve or more intense? 
That's what I, okay. Great question. More intense. Mm -hmm. Like the buildup was there because I think- You came harder. Yeah. Like I, I was so focused on what I was feeling. I wasn't watching a video or listening to something else. My other senses were not being used. So I was hyper-focused on sensation and feeling. So um, I'm realizing that once I made that delineation, like, oh my gosh, wow. Like I went back to the porn and I was like, no, like I like my orgasms better when it's just me. So that's, I think why I haven't really touched it in a couple of months. I'm not going to lie because the orgasms are better for me. So my point I want to make with this is I kind of understand why some people, when they watch porn, the addiction comes in because yes, you have your orgasm and then you go for another one and then you go for another one that maybe you're getting some satisfaction, but not enough satisfaction, mm-hmm. you know, satisfaction. So you keep going back for more. Mm-hmm. And that is maybe what contributes to addiction. I don't know. It was just a theory that I had. Yeah. I don't know. I think that when I was younger, I used to use girl-on-girl porn to masturbate. But now I just like to watch just a regular show and just start putting my vibrator on my clit and just letting it build up until I can't watch the show anymore. And I'll like turn off my laptop and just lean into the orgasm. But I don't know why I don't watch porn anymore. I don't know. On your own. But you, on my so, own. Yeah. And like I will watch it sometimes with M and we'll use it as like exactly how you and Jay use it, which is like, hey, like let's get, let's get a little frisky. Let's put some porn on. It's just a way to kind of get us both flowing. Um, and then it's fun to pick porn out for each other. Like M really likes when I pick the porn and Ooh. we watch together. So um, I don't know. It's just fun Actually, to kind of explore that's together. That's a great point. I do like when we're like, hey, let's put on some porn. And I'll be like, mm, Jay, like what was your last search? What are you in the mood for these days? And so I do really like to see what's turning him on currently. And and that turns me on that he's turned on by that. So yeah. I think it's a great tool for partners to connect. Like exactly what are you into? What Mm -hmm. should we, what do you want to, do you want to try that? Do you want to try that? You know? So I think it's a great communication topic. And then not letting it become a crutch. So like you don't want to get to the point of needing it every time. Right. So that's where like the addiction and like the association of it with sex with your partner comes in. You just, you don't want to form a habit. So um, I don't know. It's yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely yeah. interesting. Do you have any like favorite porn sites that you go to or porn stars Just follow? Just Pornhub. I don't have any porn um, stars that I follow. Do you? No, I actually used to have one in college that I followed. It was a chick that I really liked. I don't remember her name now, mm. um, but she did really great lesbian porn. And mm. so – I think I had some in the past, but not right now. But right now I just I just go to Pornhub. And then my other one that I go to is called Beliza. Mm. Have you heard of that one? No. Um, it's porn for women. So it's B-L-L-E-S-A. And it's basically that style. The women is a focus. And it's much more slower, much more – it's just a different style of porn that caters more to women. So sometimes I'll go there because, yeah. It's porn for women because, as you know, most of the porn out there is geared towards men. Mm-hmm. So it's a different 
type of sex when it's geared for men. Well, so to that point, you know, there's this whole um, conversation going on about how teenagers watching porn and having that be their first uh, introduction to what sex is supposed to be, you know, how it it affects how they enter their sex lives. And yeah. if it is, if most of it is male driven, then that's really raising a lot of people to have, in my opinion, pretty shitty sex and, you know, yeah. make men very like un- uh, ungenerous lovers, selfish lovers, um, and you know, just really not focusing on the the beautiful give and take that is the sex that we have come to love and know. Yeah, it's amazing how much they have at their fingertips now. Because I remember we didn't have that growing up. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not that old. We did have the internet, but it's a different it's a different world out there now. And I was I was listening to Sex with Emily um, on an interview. And she was talking about how she's the aunt in the family, like all her nieces and nephews will come to her and they talk about sex. And her um, nephew is about 18 years old and was coming to her and mentioning that he had problems in the bedroom with his girlfriend. And, you know, unfortunately she was talking about how erectile dysfunction dysfunction was an issue for him as a teenager, but um, he was talking about porn and how he was struggling to understand what real sex is because he was watching porn. And so he asked sex with you know Emily and said, where do I find real porn? And it was, it's such a good question. And I don't, you know, or real sex is, was the question, but, and I, I asked myself that, like, how do you find real sex on the internet? And kind of to the points that you and I both made was, well, we're looking at amateur porn. We're looking at the not so conducted and orchestrated and scripted type of porn that makes it a little bit more real. But unfortunately, you just have to experience it and go to a sex club. No. <laughs> uh, well, um, so I watched a really interesting um, series, docuseries on HBO during the pandemic. It's called This Is Life with Lisa Ling. And Lisa Ling is like a She's a, a reporter that we all definitely know. I just like can't remember where I know her from. Um, but she does a docuseries and she investigates these very like niche communities in every episode. And one of them is like these porn addicts and it does give you a porn site that – you can see real sex on. So she actually interviews this one couple who performs and posts their stuff for this one website. I can't remember what it's called, but we will look it up after this and I will put it in the show notes so that if anybody's interested, it'll be right there. Um, but that's a really great docuseries in any case. Mm. Uh, it's actually where I learned about like um, – furries. She does an episode on furries. She does an episode on sugar daddies. And that's how I found out about seeking.com and signed up Mm. for it. Never actually like followed through with anything, but very interesting. She interviews like sugar daddies and they're like mentees. Um, And also like strippers and prostitutes, like in like the Bible belt and stuff. It's, It's so interesting. So highly recommend. 
That's um, interesting. I never heard of that one. Yeah. Like, what, did they define like what real sex is? Like what makes that real? Uh, so this is a real couple who just films their sex in their bedroom. And it's not it, – basically they just like prop up uh, – this particular couple just props yeah. up a uh, – like a phone or a camera or whatever they use and they just have a regular sex session and you know there's there's laughter and like oh no ooh that hurts babe ooh yeah move you know like <laughs> so it just shows like exactly what sex is and then yeah. you find the position that works and like the moans are real you know yeah it does skew how people and teenagers see and observe sex. And it's going to change the way that they experience it with people in real life. And another point that I wanted to make about teenagers is, and I was talking to M about this earlier, and he brought up a really good question. You know, there's this whole thing going on in the world where how do I want to identify is an issue. And I'm, he was curious about whether or not porn is contributing to that confusion or that uncertainty. Like if you think about it, females watching porn where the girls getting just smashed and banged and cummed all over and really the porn style that might be more for men, women are like young women are watching this maybe saying, wow, I don't really like that. Does that mean I don't like guys? Maybe mm. I like women, right? Or same thing with guys watching porn. They're seeing all these guys with big dicks and it shows that, oh, well, that doesn't turn me on or whatever. I think I'm, it was a really good point. Could it be contributing to the confusion based mm. off of the misinterpretation and misrepresentation of what real sex actually is? Mm. So I think it's a great question. And I'm wondering if anybody listening to this is in this world, how do you identify and did, did porn play into this for you? Well, I think that asking that question almost – I think it implies that it's a, a choice, which I don't believe it is. I think mm. you're you're born on a spectrum. Um, mm. mm -hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think that it could certainly lead – I think that, yes, there's an aspect of being born into it. I do think that – when I think about myself and my own journey, I thought I was more of a lesbian or into women in college more that I, I was afraid that I was, I was like, it was almost like, oh my God, I like girls. Like how am I going to tell my family? How am I going to tell my parents? I would watch female porn over, over, you know, heterosexual porn any day of the week. It was always girls. I had a Oh my God. I had one of the Victoria's Secret girls as the background on my desktop computer. Oh my God. Like, Which like one? Um, <laughs> Alexandra Ambrosio. She was my favorite. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Everyone was all about Adriana Lima and don't get me wrong. She's gorgeous, but I was an oh. Alessandra girl. Get it. Oh get God, it. <laughs> So for me, I went through a phase where I thought I was heterosexual, then I thought I was lesbian and watched lesbian porn, and then now coming out of all of that, I'm like, no, I'm not a lesbian. I don't know that I could be with a female. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't think I could because I'm I'm not identifying as I wanting wanting to be in a relationship with a female. It doesn't appeal to me. So that's my personal experience. I would say 
my question would be more like, because I agree, my situation was a little bit similar in that the porn that I watched when I was being sexually active, all I was interested in was girl on girl porn. And so the question that I would ask is like, how did porn affect people who were more closeted and allow them to have an outlet or, you know, did it affect people? I, I, I don't know what the question is that I'm trying to pose, but like basically like I think it's interesting that you just said you were watching it and it made you kind of reaffirm that you were into girls and you were afraid to tell them. For me, like when I saw um, girl on girl porn, I think those were some of my first times that I felt my pussy like get like kind of like tingly and like warm up. And I remember so vividly, it was a girl in striped a girl in striped socks laying on a diving board. Um, near a pool and she was being fingered and she ended up squirting. And I didn't know what squirting was. I thought that that was an orgasm. And so like just hearing her moan and stuff like that, I, I, I remember it so vividly and I must've been in middle school or high school and it was imprinted on my mind. And all mm. I wanted to watch was girl on girl. Yeah. And that was what happened to me. But I had a real life experience of that where my my clit tingled and got all wet. And I remember uh, the girlfriend that I had in high school, we would always sneak off in the parking lot at work. We worked together. We would go into the car, park really far away. And so no one could see us and no one would walk by our car and we would just like hang out, chit chat and like make out and just kind of touch each other in the front seat of the car. And I remember being so wet and I was about 16 or 17 at this time. So I was like, wow, I've never felt this way. I had been with other boys before, but I'd never felt that before. So that's what really led me into like, oh my gosh, I might be a lesbian. And from that on, from then on, I always watched female porn. Yeah. Definitely some amazing, uh, fun experiences for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I and I do I remember that feeling of questioning, oh shit, if I like girl on girl porn more than I like heterosexual porn, does that mean I'm a lesbian? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that is very interesting. Do we yeah. always watch porn that we want in real life? Mm. I say for me, I don't always go with to porn with an intention. Sometimes I'll just open up the page and what's hot is kind of like whatever shows up on the first page and I'll just scroll through what's available and I just kind of watch anything. Mm. And I think that might be like, uh, I took like some kind of sexuality test before. I'm considered like a shapeshifter, which means I'm very malleable and I flow with whatever is happening. So for me to just flow through a page, I could just pick something and go for it. Um, but I think it's like your erotic blueprint or something like that. Yes, right? that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like Did you take touch. that too? Yes, and I don't remember what I am, but they do have an episode um, on sex, love, and goop on Netflix. 
And that's what led me to go and take it. So, you know, and they talk about the different ones that you can be. So if you're a shapeshifter, you're turned on by all the things. So maybe verbal or or uh are auditory. That there's the word I'm looking for. Um and touch and sensation. I don't know. Yeah, all that shit. <laughs> Oh, and energetic was another one. Uh, but I remember, so yeah, so um, I much more just flow with whatever's available and I'll watch whatever's whatever's on. And it's interesting because sometimes I'll come across porn that I wouldn't ever look for on my own, but I found it to be hot. And I came across this one porn that really surprised me that I thought was extremely erotic was a glory hole porn. And it was two guys and they would blindfold themselves so we couldn't see who they were. And the camera was set on the inside wall of where they were offering their glory hole. And they literally, it was almost as if they put the request on like a Reddit and said, we're going to be here at this time for this many hours, show up if you want to get your dick sucked. And it just was so naughty. And so like you could see them just waiting on the inside wall. It's very like raw and very amateur. And all of a sudden like a dick pops through and the guy starts to suck it. And then next thing you know, like another one comes through and the guy on the inside switches out and he has a blindfold on. He starts sucking a dick. And it was just like, oh, I was like, this is so naughty. Like all these random strangers are coming up to this. And that is like, very sexy. But the first thing that just went to my head was like, oh my God, STDs. <laughs> 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 but no, it's just porn. It's fine. Whatever. Like they, people can make their own decisions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you think that watching porn has any negative effects? On myself or I mean I can't speak to the wider audience because of like of porn addicts and stuff like that because I don't know enough about it but obviously there are some negative effects there but and like there's impotence and erectile dysfunction like has been linked to it because people get addicted to it and like need it on in order to have sex. And I know you're not a Sex in the City fan, but there's even um, an episode where Miranda dates a guy who cannot fuck her without porn. And she was like, yeah, the first time it felt really hot. But like the second time he was like moving my head out of the way <laughs> while I'm trying to like fuck him to see the TV. So like this is not like a, you know, a new thing. But so yeah, I think that it can get in the way. And then what we've already touched on with, you know, people having unhealthy misconceptions about what, <laughs> about how long it takes a woman to get to orgasm <laughs> yeah, and exactly. what makes her orgasm, like, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. I think those are negative effects. Um, you? Yeah, I agree with that. I think that all the things you just touched on and then just to further that like addiction aspect, it's like you're always looking for the next craziest kink or the next like... I went down a rabbit hole of finding things that I wasn't normally going to usually search for and that I was into. And I was like, oh boy, like I, this is really turning me on. But I also think that there is like a Pavlov's dog kind of concept to porn and to sex. Uh, as an example of this, I listened to a podcast where the guy is a dom and he has trained his wife to come every time he hits a bell. 
like a bell when you walk up to a counter to get service. Mm. And so anytime they're recording a podcast, he will just sometimes like if she was said something she wasn't supposed to say or just being playful, whatever it was, he'd be like, oh, really? And boom, he would hit the bell and you would hear her orgasm instantly. So I'm fascinated by that. But why I'm bringing this up is because I think this is how people end up getting into other kinks and sexual and sexual porn topics because they're already turned on, they're in an aroused state, and now they're watching mommy daddy porn or they're watching animal play primal porn and now they're watching spanking or some kind of dom porn. Now all of a sudden they're finding these things that maybe they wouldn't normally be into. But if you're in a turned on state, you're going to start to open up your mind a little bit. And it's that Pavlov's dog kind of a situation where you're like, okay, I could watch that again. I'll do that again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so no, this I'm, is where I'm I think like having an aha moment that's so interesting because then you associate that turn on with whatever you were watching at the time. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I, t- I, I even try to intentionally do this with myself. For example, if I'm getting spanked or if I'm getting some kind of impact play, the pain is not always pleasure- pleasurable. But I, whenever I would get flogged or spanked by M, I would say, can I have a vibrator? Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to be in a turned on state as he was spanking me so that my brain would then associate the spanking with pleasure. And I do that when I we do anal. I do that you know, in any situation where I'm a little bit uncomfortable, I need to make sure there's a vibrator on my clit so I can mm. reassociate. That's a hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just having sex with Jay last night. And, you know, I, I sometimes try because I, I like to get closer to him. And we use a wand, like the the magic wand, which is massive if you've mm. all seen it and know it. That's what I typically use. And I want to put it away sometimes so that I can pull him closer. But then I'm like, oh my God, like there's almost too much sensation that's on borderline like discomfort because he has, he's well endowed and he He is endowed. Yes. Yeah. Like, and so I, I can't take it without a wand like on my clit. Mm. So I need a, I need a smaller, like more. I mean, of course I have the clit sucker from yeah. Safe Clit. But. I have to get you the one that I use. That's like a mini wand. It's mm. literally on Amazon, super affordable and is as powerful as the wand. Ooh. Yeah. I would say it's like as Well, my birthday is coming like- up July 25th. <laughs> Just sign in. Here we go. <laughs> Got you, girl. <laughs> um. Yeah, I yeah, so I agree with you. I need to, you know, kind of almost distract myself from the pain, but I like how I like reframing that in the way that you just said it, which is it's training yourself to associate the pleasure and the pain together. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah. for that you're, nugget. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other things about porn that I always find baffling and never agreed with, and this is most commonly seen in monogamous relationships where uh, they often find the husband, you know, watching porn, doing their thing, and the wife thinks it's cheating. Mm. What do you think about porn? And do you think it's, it's cheating if someone's watching it? 
Do you have an answer for this? I feel like I keep answering questions first. No, I just no, I just I think I'm just the one asking them first, but like yeah. no, I I don't I don't think it's cheating. I think that I also come from a different world of understanding of sex. So for me, it's it's more of a tool to actually encourage more sex and to inspire more sex with your partner and all of that. I think that when couples and a wife becomes insecure, it, I think it just falls back into that mantra that people believe that your partner should be everything mm. for you and you shouldn't desire or need or want anybody else. And so they're just kind of stuck in the old mindset or the cultural belief of what monogamous relationships should be. So I feel sad for those people who believe that cheating, watching porn is cheating. Um, I don't see it. I just can't, I can't find a reason that it would be. So. I think it depends on the dynamic of the couple because I'll take my marriage as an example. This is not a true story, but I'm just thinking of it. So we know that I had, you know, not a lot of sex in my marriage. So it was constantly a conversation that we should be having more sex. Why aren't we having more sex? And then if I had walked in on my ex um, kind of wanking to something else, someone else, and not, you know, fucking me, his wife, when we know it's a problem between us, I think that I might be a little bit hurt. I don't know. Cheating is a strong word. I don't think it's that. But I think that it can be a problem in the dynamic of the couple if there, if one of the partners feels that there's not enough sexual intimacy and the other is seeking sexual intimacy elsewhere outside of the partnership and that is porn, then it can be yeah. a that's so, yeah, so well said, 100%. Yeah, it depends on the, the context of its use and insecurity in the relationship. And exactly, if they're not having a satisfying sex life, then that could feel very shitty. Like, what am I, yeah, shitty. What am I not doing that, you know, this screen can do for you? And, you know, am I not sexy enough for you? Like, do I not do it for you? Do I not turn you on? I think that, yeah, it could, it could really be hurtful. And that's where it comes down to all of those questions is basically stemming from what am I doing wrong? Something's wrong with me. Mm. It comes from an insecurity space where I wish and I, and I know it's easier said than done, but most people could just say, well, what could we be doing better to nurture this? What is it that you desire? How can we do this together and, and figure it out? Yeah. How can, if you really do like porn, you know, how can I be involved? And, right. you know, or, you know, if the the partner who's not using the porn doesn't want porn in the bedroom with them, you know, what is it that turns you on so much about the porn that like, where else could we get a little bit of that? Like maybe it's an audio recording. If, if it mm. is the, 
the auditory part or if it's mm-hmm. the visual part, could you do what Elle does and have it on in the background with like sexy music that the other partner really likes? Like, I don't yeah. know. Or just it's- really diving deeper in like therapy and what what is it that you need to be turned on? So starting yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Oh my God. That just reminded me of, <laughs> sorry, Elle's face is like, what the <laughs> fuck? What's wrong? Um, that just reminded me of an incredible quote that I wrote down immediately this weekend that I was like, I need to share this with Elle. I need to share this with our podcast community because I feel like it is such an aha moment. So no secrets, no lies. Everything else is just a conversation. And mic drop. Uh, and it's this beautiful couple who are extremely communicative and it seems. Um, and that's their that's their kind of motto and and their saying. And I think it ties beautifully into what we're talking about with, you know, if someone is watching uh porn behind their partner's back. It's like no secrets, no lies. Everything else is just a conversation. So it's a conversation. Let's talk yeah, about this. Let's like, talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Let's figure this out. Yeah. I think that it really goes south when there's just a lot of, you can't watch porn. There's restrictions. Don't do that. It becomes this shameful experience for that person. And then, you know, everyone knows when you're told, no, you want to do it more, Mm. you know? So then it's like more secrets, more lies instead of just having the conversations. That's a beautiful, beautiful line. Mm. Thank you, couple. Yeah. (laughs) I think it'll really, I think that's going to play in my mind a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other, any other final comments about, about porn or anything you want to share? Yeah, something that popped into my mind when you were saying about like teenagers being affected by porn, et cetera. I was wondering today what I would sound like in the bedroom if I had never seen porn. Ooh. Are my sound because it's not, it's not like I'm thinking, I want to sound like a porn star. Okay, this is what I want to sound like. It's just, this is what comes naturally to me now, but what would come naturally to me if I had no preconceptions about what women sound like? I agree with you that that is something that I have consistently paid attention to. I know I said earlier, I don't listen, but I do because I I do remember my whole life. And even to this day, I still almost have an out-of-body experience and I try to like almost pay attention to what I sound like. And then obviously I've recorded a lot of sex too with partners and with my partner and in group situations. And I hear myself and I auto tune based on what I would prefer to sound like. Interesting. Um, Yeah. But I feel like I still am embodying my authentic self. I'm just changing the sound that comes out, but that works for me. So it's not like I'm acting. It's just auto tuning. Yeah. I love that. I will also say my favorite porn is my personal porn. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like reliving an old memory or, oh God, it's so hot. Or watching 
friends porn that they care to show me. Yeah. Like, you know, having that personal connection to the porn that I'm watching or the sexy videos that I'm watching, that turns me the fuck on. Okay, demisexual. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean, I, I would say that's my porn. There you go. Yeah, that's my personal yeah. favorite porn. My personal favorite. And then I – even came more to light to me that that is my favorite when I told you earlier I was masturbating by myself without any simulation, just my fantasy. And I always thought of reenacting scenarios that had already happened in my past with another mm-hmm. partner or partners, plural. It was just always a random, random situation. So just fantasizing and about my previous ex- ex- experiences. Yeah. So again, my own porn was the best porn. Have you ever um, seen that uh, Black Mirror episode? Have you watched it? A few episodes, but I no. Tell me about the one that there's you- one episode where we all have uh, memory chips implanted in our brains, and so we can replay memories and like rewatch mm. scenes from our lives. And there's this one scene where the couple they're having this like super hot sex. It's like you know so passionate, and the camera kind of like zooms out, and it shows it's the couple kind of your eyes kind of glaze over when you're looking at your memories. It's the couple having like missionary style sex like it 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 does not look very exciting whatever they're doing in this scene and their eyes are both glazed over and you can see they're both reliving an old sexual exploit of themselves which is which is cool but also like it's like if you can just keep reliving another time like you're going to get lazy you know what i mean so like that's true too and then just to like if you could replay old memories, imagine the future of porn with this AI stuff and virtual reality, and then you have sex robots that are going to be a thing someday. Uh, like you could be absolutely lazy and on demand, order and play whatever you want. I think that's going to be so bizarre and so wild to be thinking about having sex with a robot. Um I mean, I've even seen though, like when I go on Pornhub, there'll be those ads on the side of like, almost like anime porn stars that are like, oh, click here for your camp. They're hot, hot, but they're not real. That doesn't turn me on. Does it turn you on? I don't know. I look at it and I think it's hot, but I've never actually watched one and then masturbated to it. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it is what I'm saying right now. (laughs) No, but it's. It is wild. It is wild to think of the future of porn and the future of our fucking society. (laughs) Yeah. And like virtual reality porn is something that everybody needs to experience. Oh my God. Yes. Be watching you for the first time at our house. Watch it. Oh my goodness. It is nearly, it is so excited. Just, just to hear everybody go, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, oh my God, wow, this is so real, you know. And they're looking around, looking up and down. But what the way we did it, we did it where the people who like we were in a room of like you know d- ten or fifteen of us, and it was like basically if you were the one who had the VR headset on, you had to watch porn from like the opposite gender's perspective. So when I did it. I was a dude and I swear to you, like just it's so trippy putting on a VR headset and like looking down and I can see my dick. I know it's not there, but like the the just the 
the visual aspect of of VR like tricks your fucking mind. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so uh. wild. And then, you know, having Jay behind me, like touching me while I'm looking at these three hot women touching my dick, air quotes. You know, it's just, <laughs> it is so cool. It really heightens the experience to have a VR headset. Oh, yeah, for (laughs) sure. One of my favorite experiences with the VR porn was when you, when the person is watching VR porn, you can cast what they see on a TV so that the people outside can see what they're seeing. So one of the scenes was a guy um, getting a blowjob from three girls. And so there was a male obviously wearing it and watching it. And so three of us, because we could see what was happening, started sucking his dick while he was watching the porn. And that is so hot. I've also been on the receiving end of that. And that is like, again, mind plays tricks on you. You're like, what in the hell? This is unbelievable. So immersive. It's, it's immersive. Yeah. So trippy. So cool. So uh, get your hands on some VR porn. I highly yeah. recommend it. <laughs> I'm going to go out and buy it right now. But I will uh, tell you, I have it at my fingertips and I don't use it. Like it's uh, like, again, like it's too much work. It's like a party <laughs> trick. It's like a fun yeah, it's thing like a little to do. Like, like that's what's fun. A novelty. Yeah. But, it, but it's really fun to have more people around to kind of like enact what's going on and cast it to the TV. Right. Like that's – it's it's fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd like to close out on just some two recommendations for some porn that I really like. So we've mentioned it before, but one of them is Stacy Q. So S T A S Y letter Q.com. And it is like soft porn of women who dance very slowly and in all different scenes and scenarios, they're all extremely gorgeous and beautiful bodies, perfect asses. Some women are naked, some are clothed, but it, um, we put it up on the TV at all of our sex parties and then we throw on some like EDM music or some kind of other music in the background. And it always goes with whatever music that we play. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a nice little erotic background. And then Em and I have actually purchased a porn series called X Confessions. Mm-hmm. So this one is by a filmmaker. Her name is Erica Lust. And she started making these films because she had a blog online and she would have people um, confess some of their sexual fantasies. So what she did was she would take these written confessions and then she actually created porn scenes to users' submission. Yummy. And so she's got series after series after series of all kinds of scenarios that are are pretty hot. So I do recommend her stuff as well. So that's at the letter X and confessions.com. Oh my God, I can't. Thank you so much for that. I didn't even know about that. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um. All right. So I am excited for the future of porn. We'll see where this takes us. Oh my God. (laughs) We'll see if we lose our humanness with all this AI stuff. This is kind of inspiring me though to go check out new porn and like be more mindful and observe myself more with the differences when porn is on versus off. So Mm -hmm. thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll report back. You know, Exactly. I, and I'm actually feeling inspired too. I'm like, maybe I'll watch porn after this. Um, well, thanks for tuning in. Please join in on the conversation. You can email us at girlsgondeep at gmail.com. Our Instagram is girlsgondeeppodcast. Please check us out, comment, share it. 
um, answer our polls that we usually have in our stories. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Horrible Life. That's W-H-O-R-E-I-B-L-E. Um, HorribleLife.com is a card game of have you ever all things sex and kink. So check them out and you can get 10% off your first deck with code Gone Deep. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Elle. And I'm V. You guys have a sexy porn-filled night? (laughs) (laughs) I know I will. 